Hi everyone, Max here, and if you're wondering why I'm echoing, I'm actually in the bathtub right now. And uh, the water's actually, could use a little warming up. So yeah, uh, we don't usually do this, but we're including a trigger warning at the beginning of this episode. Because in this episode, we get into some really dark discussion about death and mortality and, you know, trying to come to grips with our own impending demise. Uh, there's some talk about suicide and Alzheimer's. It just gets really dark. And so, although it's not our style, we figured you guys deserved a fair warning this time. So, yeah, that's uh, what's up. And I just want to let you all know that I'm thinking of you in my private time. Ooh, yeah. Hello and welcome to the Ringo Zone. You picked, I know that place. You, yeah, you picked the right podcast. Way to go. You or did it. Here's yeah. a cookie or, in an yeah. episode it about might, an existential crisis. It might have been a terrible mistake, but we'll find out if you stick with us. It it's a good idea. Be, just maybe you'll find true love. Yeah. So uh, this is a podcast about Steven Universe. If you didn't know that, that's like crazy insane that you didn't. Well, they um, might have thought this was a podcast about the most underappreciated Beatle. I, mean, let's face is, it I made that Ringo joke stars like some episodes great. ago, and so, you all hate it. I, I am Dylan. I I run this game, but I am one of several co-hosts. Who is with me tonight? Who are the guys? I'm here. My name is Randy, and I'm here, and I have a beer, and, and I'm ready to talk about this episode, which we'll say later. And he's garbage. Uh, <laughs> who else is here? I'm Max, and I've got a hard cider. And, you know, I'm just thinking right now about, like, nothing. So let's do this. Yeah, yes. uh, and I, for what I have, I'm, I'm just hanging out in Temi Village with a pack of Newports and uh, a Rolling Rock. So I'm going to leave it at that. Episode starts off. Steven has that moment that I think everybody has. I mean, obviously everybody has unless you're, like, raised in an insanely abusive childhood where you have to, you know, you grow up and your toys are taken. You, you don't, they're not taken away, but you give them up. Yeah, and I, I managed that was to really hold on to a good number of my toys until I was like I mean, 18. Yeah, I, I, I still have them somewhere. Yeah, I, I have I them. Still have I, would, them. I would still have them, except three days after I graduated high school, <laughs> my family moved from like a full and proper house to an apartment. So we just had to get rid of a lot of shit. And so it's like, well, Max, say goodbye to like every toy you played with yeah. that helped foster your imagination well, it, for the past like 16 it, years yeah you know the, so you know the movie yeah. the, the purge my mom just did one of those every three or four years where, where she, she would just kill go through relent- and say she, yeah she would look through all the, the boxes of shit and she'd be like you're getting rid of half of this for that's not a, that's not what the purge was the well, purge no, is when it's, it's, you kill the people yeah. without any yeah and she would change shit herself but it was all put into boxes and then when i got back from college i was like Oh my god, I forgot about this Batman. This Batman means so much to me. But I, I, I really love that scene. Uh, I, I said it when we were recording it. I love the little fake action figure props they have. Um, I love not I, I, I and quick, and not I want to Sonic. give the quickest uh, and, uh, little story here. There was a kid in high school uh-huh. who came for like two years. Yep. He was Australian. Okay. He had cloud stripe hair. Oh. And his actual name was Cloud. Oh, that actually, unfortunate. I met a guy. Yeah. I went. He to was a, like, he was a douche because that was in high school. But in hindsight, he was like an okay guy. I met. Uh, I went to a Japanese restaurant a couple years. Oh wait, back. no, 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 wait. I'm sorry, Randy. Time out. Dylan 
that means you're the dude. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was an asshole and hated him for just being Cloud yeah. Strife. Uh, in hindsight, he was just like a whatever dude who was like Australian. And Australia, we love you. So, yeah. Yeah. sorry, Randy, Cloud. You yeah, uh, I went to a Japanese restaurant a few years back, and this dude who was like the bartender there, he, we're like our, my parents and I like kind of like talked to him a couple times, and we're like, oh, what's the, what's your name by the way? And he goes, you know, uh, Final Fantasy, and I was like, yeah, and he goes, my name's Cloud, and I was like, oh shit, cool, your parents yeah. named you Cloud, and he was like, no, they kind of let me name myself, and I was like, wait, what the shit? You can do that? Yeah, that's, that's you can do that. That was the that's moment great. I really realized you could name yourself. I'm yeah, like, wait, that's a thing that, that you can do. There are times, there are times when I consider legally changing my name, not from Max, just adding to the front of it, King. Yeah. So my they, name would some, legally some be people King don't, Max Twitch. Some people don't get their kids' names, let them choose. I want to say really quickly, uh, written by Lamar Abrams, Helen Joe. Oh, We've been sure. doing all their fucking episodes, like, That's recently. That's because we wanted to get the other ones out of the way. Yeah, we were like, no, because well, you're, please, show, come back. We're, this like, running out of hiatus, good song, ones. Pretty soon, on. we're going to have to start doing some, like, episodes that no one cares I about. And I can't tell you how terrible count. everything is right now, because, like, Steven Universe is still gone, and, like, I don't know what Adventure Time's doing. And like Flash, mm-hmm. Arrow, and Legends of Tomorrow are all on break, and Muppets just had its season finale. Yeah. Uh, and I, and uh, just, Agents of Shield was back at least. If you're into that, you're not. I'm but, not. But it, you, I'm just gonna say, listeners, Agents of Shield, one of the best shows on TV. The first half of the first season sucks, I know, but you just have to get through it. Doctor Who was postponed till the end of the year. I know. Yeah. yeah. Fucking Moffat. Yeah, yeah so, Moffat quit, didn't he? As far as you know, as far as quitting, um, I believe he did. But so did Stephen on MC Bear Bear, the Kanye West. Oh. Well, Bruce, uh, I just want to say how much I love uh, Get Out of My Life, Ninja Squad. Yeah, new Ninja yeah. Squad, and it just goes from happy to angsty. Oh yeah. Emo. Oh, and also, just really quickly on the props, um, there's a pair there from a. Uh, which yep. is a great it's just the world building is very clearly done very far in advance and a horrible like bootleg chinese yoshi yeah oh god really, that was really, really weird with like lips and a <coughs> mohawk and a not yoshi face yeah. shout yeah. out shout out to kenji who might be listening oh i should have said last name i'll bleep that and his brother yoshi because it always blew my mind that your brother's name yoshi if i don't edit this one bleep that a little bit anyway steven jumps garner catches him and then has the most ass of all time. Uh, well, well, Steven doesn't jump, Dylan. He's Steven like, falls, falls over. Well, he like he like because he steps falls. on a fucking tennis ball. He like fails forward, if you know what I mean, for like D twenty games. God, that's <laughs> so what happens like, when you give up your toys. You're forced to in- involve yourself with sports. If you, if you know, like Monster of the Week or like Thirteenth Age, Steven's whole thing is he fails forward. That's his entire bit. Is like well, I'm going to make real a bad. World, we have that concept too. It's called failing upward. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, no. Uh, Helen Jellemar Abrams just like fucking constant Garnet ass. I mean, Garnet constantly has got them thighs, but this one just specifically. I'm sorry, it's it's noticeable. Also, Steven's face, the tongue out, and the star eyes, beautiful. I love beautiful. that the way that's drawn. I love. Yeah. I, I love that yeah, it I just love Garnet and Steven moments. Yeah, yeah. And it's, draw, it's drawn a little bit differently, too. I was going to say just the stars in his eyes pointing different directions. The, there's a different style to the stars in the eyes per storyboarder. And uh, if if they're listening, Lamarium's uh, Hell and Joe, you do a great <laughs> they're job. not. They, you never know with this show. They're, they might be they might be listening and hating us for our opinions. Um, well, I mean, we know. It's no, happened. I'm not going to say yeah. it. We're not gonna we're gonna suck our own dicks. But we're not gonna suck our knows? own dicks. Yeah. 
Uh, then we we're not going to suck our Japanese. own dicks more than we do we on, already, on a regular are, basis. Are, yeah, we've already vaguely, You don't speak for me. We've alluded <laughs> to sucking our own dicks, but whatever. Um, so, Japanese calisthenics are fucking that, hilarious. No, that, so, that's interesting because, like, I, I guess that's a real thing because, like, I was telling you guys oh, while yeah, we were yeah. watching it, I recently went. Um, if you're not aware, it's probably still in theaters now for at least, like, a couple months or so, but, you know, it's only, like, a few, like, indie theaters or, like, one per state and you have to like hunt it down a uh like 30 year old studio ghibli who is movie. tumbling through a pipe made of corrugated steel right it's now it's me leave it alone keep going uh called only yesterday yes and, uh, yeah well one thing i guess just if people are curious only yesterday is uh the it's basically just a period piece about uh woman in her 20s remembering like having flashbacks to fifth grade and she's like taking a vacation and doing some farming and trying to find herself and figure out what she wants to do with her future. Like, <coughs> no Studio Ghibli gets people excited, got my ass into the theater seat. But it's not Hayao Miyazaki, you know. It's not like fantasy and stuff. But it's still, it's still a pretty good movie. Yeah, well, um, very, very. Quiet, it was directed by. Well, I, I know that is a real thing that Japanese businesses have their employees do calisthenics. In well, the no, that's the thing. They like had that. the calisthenics. It's in a real thing. The movie. Like, uh, there, like, I, it might have been even exactly the same one. Like, it sounded very similar, at least. Oh yeah. And like, you just had this moment where like two little girls are doing it, and it's just like part of their daily exercise or whatever. Oh. Yeah. So I, at this point, we've we so glossed over. So it's cute to see Stephen and Garnet. Yeah, we, we glossed over, but at this point, Stephen's already found out that she has future vision. He has an amazing. Oh yeah, eye that's kind of an important detail to discuss. They, well, it? it's just kind of he says it offhand, kind of. Well, like you have I mean, future vision, the and then the they, episode. and then they go to the the, <laughs> the calisthenics and the amazing eyebrow scene. They 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 do they do the joke the joke that goes too long joke they do very well it's it's easy to go it's easy to go Family Guy and go no here's here's what over I and love. over again but they like did it right they did I, a good I love job. I love the music during that scene specifically because it reminds me not just of like old video games but specifically and I don't know if either of you guys had this on the Game Boy Color uh it was the like. Pokemon trading card game video game on the Game Boy Color. I did nah. not have and that. And the music, it, I had that as a kid. And the music in that scene reminds me so much of that game. Made inspired by, yeah. Well, the, so McGarnet actually explains her future vision. We've, if you're a listener who's heard all the episodes, I know I'll, I'll, we have a fair amount of people who listen to all of them. We've discussed like how does, we can't understand it. Garnet, she explains it the best way a human could understand it. And I just wanted to say, Twine is this um is this platform to build like think the most uh, inventive and cr- uh, powerful. Twine lets you make text based create, games yeah, and choose your adventure, you adventure games, but you yeah, can do yeah, some yeah. interesting shit with it. If you played Firewatch, the beginning of Firewatch, you can do that times a million. And I've My been working. My friend Cash uh, works. In London for Fail Better Games, he works on the uh, game Fall in London. It's Ooh. a browser-based text adventure thing, and actually, uh, he told me recently that they're like about to launch the smartphone app of it. Oh, and nice. He auditioned for the company. He got a job writing in video games by just like making small adventures in Twine and yeah. like, showing them that he has the chops to uh, do it. I'm currently making a Twine game, and I've been kind of I've been kind of stuck just creatively. I've been figuring out how to you know solve problems as far as music cues stop, uh, heartbeat goes, da, 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 da. 
because I don't know JavaScript, I don't know Java or JavaScript. I know CSS and HTML, but just really, just this entire sequence of trajectories and time is like a river that splits into creeks and pools and lakes. Super inspiring. So thank you, Kruniverse. You've like really, really helped me. And uh, Stephen and Garnet go to the donut shop. Anyone else have a, a thing about that? Or um, yeah, yeah I do so. I don't want to. I don't want to gloss over it. Like I said, this, this is when. So Stephen points out that he has uh, one chance of getting a high five, two chances of being burned by coffee, and like a bunch of other chances of different stuff. Stephen yeah. is losing odds and goes for it. This is when Steven Universe begins his gambling addiction. Yeah, his his dad was a cokehead, and now he's gambling too much. You can definitely tell that those I just two like, things I are think, really like, I know Beach City's like Del Marva, but maybe it's also supposed to be like it reminds me of like the boardwalk in Atlantic City. And I'm just waiting for the revelation that Mr. Smiley also has, like, a casino somewhere in town. Yeah, um, you know it would be amazing if there were some gems left and they had, like, reservations where they had or casinos? If, like, or if, like, not that Mr. Smiley has a casino, but that he's got, like, this room where, like, once the arcade closes and the kids go home, all the adults can show up. They yeah. do the secret knock. And then yeah. you enter this room with like smoke, with like, there's a, with, like there's smoke a billowing across the there's room. There's a revolver on the table with one round in it, and they're spinning no, no. it. And, and then like, and and people are yelling. Go in, there's like roulette and blackjack. And, and then in the tables. very back corner, you just see suitcase Sam like wiping clean a Glock, and he's just staring at everybody. Yeah. Oh, yes. Exactly. Uh, yeah. You want to bring my jerk back to life, but I appreciate it because I want that Russian roulette joke in there. Fucking working together. Anyway, Stephen decides to 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 chance fate, and he almost and gets like get a coffee. Best and we get one of the best garden show. lines of all goddamn time. I, I drink coffee breakfast. breakfast. <laughs> Amazing! I love Garnet. And the best it's, thing is we've seen her drink. Like that's one of the moments. That's one of the moments that reminds me. I'm like, like this. That was one of the first episodes I saw, and I was like. I'm like, I'm starting to get, yeah, I'm starting to get some Dragon Ball Z vibes, and then Garnet just kind of energies the coffee off of her. Yeah. Like this is, they watch DBC. She, she is, she is the, she is the go. She's, yeah, no, she's a Dragon Ball Z character. She is the Super Saiyan here. Yeah, yeah. And like that's the thing though. They're like Garnet, like can swim in lava. So yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> of course, coffee. Uh, shit I, I love how this episode though, Pearl, like like the way from what I understand, I don't understand a lot about this, but the way that you get paid when you do animation or acting is if you say lines you got a lot more money than if you just are in it and in animation if you don't say shit you don't get paid shit but they have pd in it and amethyst who just are there weirdly amethyst has like one or two per, no no amethyst i don't think speaks in a, a single time and then yeah, no, uh, no she has like a line steven's helmet yeah oh yeah yeah she, she says one line, line and then Pearl has one line, and it's weird. Are I, we I think it might be about, about there's something I'm not entirely sure, but it's a, it's a trend I've noticed, so I assume it's a real thing. And I've heard about it in like broadcast TV that um main cast members like basically automatically get into every episode, and that's why they get paid the big bucks. And that you know, I'm not entirely sure if someone knows about how the politics of voice acting works as far as. If you're a main cast member or guest cast member, et cetera, works, please write in and tell us because it's I hard. I like to... ask Austin. Yeah, well, next time we'll tell you all about it. Um, so we get an amazing scene of Steven asking, like, what could go wrong? The background are amazing, these little tiny uh, abstract illustrations. Oh, and yeah. You, 
you more than likely definitely heard the music from this sequence at the beginning because I couldn't help it. And it's uh, a good song. Beautiful. I'm not even gonna. I'm not gonna fault yeah, you for that. W- when we started this podcast, I have a folder called podcast intros, and there's about eight oh, different about intros the death in there. Rag, right? And oh, death shit. rag, death rag was one of them actually, and we ended up on. Uh, we were the best. Is what we ended up on. You know, it's funny because I know it's like ragtime music, but death rag sounds like just a really just wicked, insane, horrible period that a woman's going through. Oh. Yeah. Just like the worst menstrual cramps oh. and stuff. <laughs> oh, phone alert. Okay. Oh, someone started following our blog. Death Rag. Thank you, Rhapsodic Songbird. Just followed Dylan, us. Dylan, are you social media right now? No. You should be it's on, my phone showed up and I'm having some family stuff, so I was trying to make sure that it wasn't a real thing. So just shout out to that person. You got very lucky. Um, yeah. You're actually, the fucking shooting star. You get yeah. mentioned while we're doing the episode. Yeah. You're special. I, I, I might actually, oh yeah, just for reference to people whenever we record. It's March 13th right now. Um, the the background of the alligators, I actually might screenshot oh, and make yeah, that my no, background. It's two minutes past midnight. It is March 13th now. Oh, shit. It wasn't yeah. when we started well, recording. Me, it's 11 o'clock for me, but who gives ah, a fuck? You I'm suck. In the past. We have flying cars you know in what? the future. Oh, no. We're going to send our bill drills to fucking kill you because oh, yeah. Pokemon and that yeah, happened. Yeah, Pokemon are real now. We've engineered B drills and they're made of magic. Okay, and I, get I, you I knew a with kid. With fucking ripper I'm not going to name names, but he was he was, he was He's a good kid. I was friends with him in uh, elementary school. He was very, very gullible at the time. And he honestly believed that one day when he was an adult, he was like adamant about this. He would make a machine or there would be a machine that he could plug his Pokemon blue cartridge in and make real Pokemon come out. That'd be amazing. He believed. I mean, though, if but you like, get I like. I want you to understand. He actually believed that they would be able to find DNA out of each of those and find individual poke. It was. If you want to also- get technical, Dylan. Yeah. Someone could theoretically create some kind of complex yeah, program that, that, that into DNA up- structures. No, no, and, no, 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 no. I'm talking about something realistic here. Yeah. That links up with like a Pokemon cartridge, and you can select individual Pokemon. And you could like 3D print a mold of the yeah, sprite. You could crisper it out. That would be you cool. Could, you, you could crisper it out also, and, and technically, by some weird calculations, make a Pokemon. I guess within the next twenty years. But also, this well, kid, I mean, fucking this science. Kid also, like, I was just reading an article dad, the other day saying, like, speaking we're two of years Pokemon, away from gay couples having like genetic babies like they can just combine the stem cells oh, awesome. of the game that was fucking so gay. Shit. how much further away yeah. can pikachu also, be really? he also he also <laughs> believed though that yes. when his dad bought him a uh pa- or his uncle a packet of mo- of money seed plants that they were real oh. and then for about six oh. months oh. he kept lying to us and telling us that it was growing and like bringing a five dollar bill and be like he came from that and we're like we're in fifth grade we're not that dumb oh there's God, no guy in money grade. tree See, and, when I was in like yeah, was, I'm not uh, naming names, like, but that was that was the kid I dealt with. I, I loved I, it. He was a good kid though. He's no. Friend. When I was in third grade, I fell for the word gullibles on the ceiling. I uh, fell for that. I'll never respect you again. <laughs> um. So yeah, you respected me before. <laughs> I, uh, a little. What the pay, fuck is you wrong paid with you? me? So there was something there. Yeah, uh, I there still was, pay you, motherfucker. Yeah, that's right. Um. So Stephen is scared. Cookie cat. I never considered that you might be evil. Great fucking foreshadowing and great background and a little abstract art. Loved it. Love it all. Anything to say about it or moving on? I love 
I love that. I love that Stephen has the next like logical step that any kid would have when he learns that. Like, I don't know if this this is. I don't claim that this is a universal thing, but like, I feel like at least some people as kids have that moment where they they have that tiny kid existential crisis for a moment where they're like. I could die at any moment, but it's not like truly sunk in for them. So they're just like, I'm going to wear a helmet because I'm afraid of things that oh, are yeah. going to happen. Yeah. Well, it's interesting. Well, I feel, like, and I've had a, a moment similar to that. There's, there, there's, there's a moment where you realize death is a thing, a thing as a child, but so, then there's the next scene yeah. where it's the more adult thing of yes. like, what is, what is life? What the entropy of the fucking world? I could die at any. I, I I'll give a quick story. This is gonna be serious. This isn't funny. Yeah. I yeah, was so. uh, leaving my dorm in college, and I saw a girl on the ground with a large branch next to her, and about thirty people surrounding her. Uh, I assumed that she was hit by the branch. Everyone calling nine one one. I didn't call nine one one because there was about thirty people calling nine one one, and I figured. I'm just not going to really help well, here. I thought like bystander syndrome would have taken place where like no, no one well, was calling because they all assumed someone I, else would call. Yeah, well, no, everybody was doing it, so I, that didn't happen. So I was, it was like, like, okay, the reverse crowd they got, yeah, Somebody was holding, yeah. help touching her neck and like holding her place. I go out, I buy a car to Newport's, I buy a pint of gin, I come back, uh, an ambulance is there. Uh, she jumped out that window. Oh. Um, about 18 stories, I think it was. Oh, shit. she broke Jesus. her neck. She was technically alive when I saw her both times. She died in the hospital. Oh. I had never seen anybody die like that. I, I have I have seen one other person die, but it didn't affect me the same way. I saw a car accident and a guy's head through a steering wheel, but it felt different. But this one, it was a person that I went to school with, and I honestly, for the first time, considered mortality. And I like. I didn't know what to do. I bought I bought a bouquet of flowers and I put them in the spot that she died. And later that night, because I don't and my like somebody has like told me I think my mother said like wow you're being such a like a thing on purpose. And this isn't me being a thing on purpose. I don't have funeral rituals. I'm not religious. I'm not. I a funeral means nothing to me besides uncomfortable conversations. I went out and I poured a 40 on her spot where she died because honestly, that's like the only thing that I've ever connected as you're going to sacrifice. Did, you didn't even know this girl, did you? No, not at all. But she, when, when I found out, when I've heard about her, she's somebody who was like me. And yeah. I, yeah, I poured a 40 out. It sounds stupid, I know. But it's the only thing that, like, within culture, sacrificing, taking a little bit of something that you and that person both loved. And taking it away in the spot that they died and honoring them. That felt right. And I did it. And I just, for like a while, I thought that she just fell. And I was like, anybody could die at any moment. And I had this hiding slash walking around with the full like awareness I could die at any moment. And then I found out that she killed herself on purpose. And it was an entirely different, like, I could kill myself on purpose. Anything, like, death happens. Because before this, the only death they dealt with was, like, you know, extended family members that were, you know, I don't know, not whatever, but, like, not as emotionally impactful. So this entire scene with Steven, it sounds dumb that this cartoon can, like, reflect that emotion, but that existential crisis of death exists and is coming for me, potentially, so, I've been there. That's as long what, as we're getting super dark. Yeah, um, let's do it. Thank so, you. Welcome, listeners, to the fucking Ringo. Welcome Dark to the League. mortality zone. Yeah. Um. So, I uh, hmm, my nana died 
when I was six. I'm sorry. And I think even a little before that, you know, I'd start to kind of like become more cognizant of death. Yeah. And like, uh, then I just kind of started freaking out and I lived, you know, with this realization not, I could die at any moment, just that one day I'm going to die. And, uh, when I was like nine, you know, cause my parents knew I was kind of struggling with this and a kid shouldn't be struggling with this. Uh, like my parents took me to the fucking rabbi and like the rabbi told me some bullshit story about like two twins in the womb and like one <laughs> wants to stay in the comfort of the womb. Cause it's what they know. Yeah. And one like wants to go into the next thing and like, see what's out there. And I'm like, yeah, okay, thanks. And I walked out of the office. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> so exactly. Yeah. <laughs> most of the time, a lot of the time now it's just, you know, late at night alone with my thoughts, like trying to get to sleep. And then I'll remember like you were going to die. Another day has passed. You're never getting that day back Duke, to do. There's no yeah. dude to do. Uh, and, yeah. Um, so I'm like, well, okay, this is not something I can go to sleep with. And so then I fucking like just grab my laptop and do whatever to distract me. And I'm like, Jigglypuff song, Jigglypuff song. The, the YouTube. Weird, I don't know how it <laughs> so, because I, I don't adjust well, but you guys will remember in the Ringo Zone Skype chat that we got going always. I uh, went to go see a client that lived nearby. I actually walked to see her to her house along like a twenty minute walk. On the way back, I tripped. There's a part of road where people drive about like forty miles per hour, but there's like a big turn. I tripped. I fell. Uh, I rolled out of the way just in time before a car rolled me over. I would have died. There was no way they could have slowed down. Well, I almost and, drowned once. Have I ever yeah. told this story? No, but oh. it was really quickly. They just, I, okay. I, I was in the chat. I was like, isn't that great? And they were like, what? And I was like, look, one, I didn't die. Good news. Two, I don't fear death, apparently. Good news. Three, I didn't die. Good news. <laughs> so it's weird that I've just kind of like gotten over that i don't know how it happened because i i i sh- i should have died a lot of times i've almost been in a lot of accidents but yeah max what were you gonna say so i'm at camp and uh you got a lot of camp stories i do i do camp is the place where shit happens when you're a kid yeah um so <clears throat> i'm at camp swimming in the pool and i'm at and i'm just you know chilling at the edge of the pool and you know, like those big soccer nets they like put at the edge of pools so kids can play fucking water polo or whatever. Yeah. It falls, and I'm next to it, and it closes down on me like oh. a net and starts dragging me to the bottom, and nobody fucking notices. Oh. So what happens is like I um I'm being dragged down now, and like I'm panicking, so I'm just like grabbing at the net, and, like pushing, which is useless, and like clawing. I'm like, this is going on for, I don't know, like 10, 15 seconds. And, you know, like, I'm freaking out. And then suddenly it's just like laser focus, clarity. If you want to not die, this is not going to work. Here's the smart approach. So, like, oh, you know, this shit is light. So I, like, grab the metal frame of the net around me and, like, lift it up and swim up from under and, like, pop my head out. And, you know, like, when I get to the surface, they like said, no one noticed. So there's not, like, people around, like, if I had not gotten that moment of clarity, I would have fucking died. Yeah, and but how did you after that? Did you process that as like terrifying or like? I was just like, I, well, you know, I, I honestly I just felt 
kind of cool because I yeah, saved my own life. Exactly. That's what I felt. I was yeah. like, I rolled out of the way of car. Great. Okay. That, that's the, I, I think lived. that's I think that's the I think that's the thing is that you know, some people might say it's silly, but it's really the best way to deal with a near death experience is feeling like a badass for getting out of it. Yeah. <laughs> and, and that's interesting. There's a scene with Steven and he's on the ceiling where he's kind of accepting like I might die at any moment. And it's like not a parasuicide. It's more of a like um, self testing. If you know what I'm talking about, like a lot. He's more yeah. like screaming at the heavens, like "Show me what you yeah. got." He's, he's yeah, like self self testing essentially. And Gar- it's like that scene in Avatar where yeah. Zuko's like yelling at the sky, like "Never held anything back. Hit me with lightning." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Garn though has an amazingly open scene because oh, yeah. later in the show she gets a little more open with him, you know, telling him stories about Gloomy Sapphire. But this is like the first time she's really opened up about like an interpersonal relationship that she wanted to go further. And I I really love that scene. I seen I love the color design in that area. It's really really appropriate for what's happening. And Steven's reaction of like I understand now entirely encapsulates what both me and Max just said of like oh mortality. Like yeah, all right. I mean it's not like I can't fight it. It's there. I, I, if I can't accept it, I can't accept it. If I can accept it, I can. But okay, that's it. That's that's life. I still haven't accepted it yet, but um. Yeah, but, not, but even I'm that. I was thinking even... like, had, no, I was saying earlier, like I think we've all been here. But what you didn't realize, Dylan, is I didn't mean like we've all been here, like ready to die or whatever. I meant like I think we've all been stuck in a high point in a storm. Yeah, time. definitely that. Yeah, no, but I also meant for both of our stories, we both have accepted that we can't accept something. Do you know what I, I mean? I haven't really accepted that I can't accept it either. All right, all right. Well, whatever. Yeah, whatever. You know, it's, it's Steven's thing. And I can really like, do it. That's like, what I meant. This is probably like the darkest thing I'm ever going to say on the Ringo Zone. All right. There is a part of me that hopes when I go. It's Alzheimer's, so I won't realize what's oh, going on. Oh, me too. On. I want to get Alzheimer's so bad compared to everything else. Like, oh wouldn't it be God. great to just, like, fucking regress and you're a happy three-year-old yeah, and you, then you oh, die? Dude, you don't even, like, because I'm I, oh. I, I bipolar. It's I've tragic been manic. the people around yeah. you, but, I mean, come on. I, I'm manic, so I've gone psychotic and lost such a reality, and it was uh not that bad, all things considered. This is if the it worst episode of happen- Ringo Zone. But this is the thing. <laughs> if, if I, my plan, ideally, this is is I get Alzheimer's. I stay with my family as long as I can. Once I get too unmanageable, whatever strongest thing ever I have, like a son or a daughter, I say, come and check on me every two years to make sure I'm not being abused, put me in the best home, and let's have a funeral now while I'm here. And then when I die, you can have a little party. Or Randy, tell us a happy story, but please. Let's move on, please. Yeah, this uh, Randy, is sort of dark. Guys, it's time for Smiles shit. with Randy. A happy, a happy story. Yeah. Um... I got uh, Moe's burrito today, and that was really nice because there's not a lot of Moe's in Texas, and they're my favorite burritos. Uh. What, what was in the burrito, Randy? Uh, I think I got steak, rice, guacamole, oh. chili, and guac. Yeah. Or did I say guac? You did. I did. Okay. Well, yeah. It's okay. Though. It was like a it was like a Philly cheesesteak burrito. Where, oh, nice. I got a pizza today, or one regular pizza and one buffalo chicken pizza shared with, my, shared with my family. So that was happy. I had chili dogs for dinner, and I read old comics from the Silver Age that are super fucking awesome. obscure. So, that's so I'm good. good. 
Yeah, we're all good. Sorry, sorry, Ringo. The Ringo's says, we, we, we are I, not actually. I, like, I've, been, I've been trying to help our. Yeah, I've been trying to help our <laughs> listener count out, and I was like, I'll pick an important, good episode to talk about, and then I ended up getting the darkest shit possible. <laughs> this is the Ringo Zone dark. Uh, okay. Like, final we could really fucking use Evan tonight. He final, yeah. Final thoughts. This. We need. We need Evan. We need some cheerfulness. Yeah. But this episode, because of what it deals with, and it deals with it in a way that a child. And able to process it and not be like, oh yeah, that time I saw a girl kill herself almost, and then actually did. Uh, instead of that, they see Steven on the roof and they, they might learn something. Amazing storytelling and amazing art direction on this one. Great job. Yeah. Randy, what you got? Uh, I won't say it's one of my favorite episodes just because it kind of, I don't know, it kind of goes under my radar a lot. But it is a good episode, and I love the montage style of art because I love seeing the that sort of attack the light sort of mini chibi style of Steven Universe yeah, art. Yeah. I love when they use that like in the show, and yeah. I just I, the music is real, especially the little way thousand ways to die for Steven montage music is amazing. Yeah, and just the like Max said, the first real Garnet moment where you're just like, oh shit, we're actually learning about her character. She's not yeah. just the stoic I think mom. Dylan said was that. it Dylan? Oh my bad. I'm sorry. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was yeah. My Whatever, bad. Yeah. Max, what do you got? Oh, actually, I don't know if this is going to be a final thought because I feel like when I'm going to say May's first, it May's first conversation. If it does, I'm fine with that because after everything else, I feel like we owe it to the listeners. Mm-hmm. Um, so <laughs> I love this episode so much because you know Garnet's my favorite character. I love Garden Steven moments. This episode's chock full of them, and it's really, I think, like a great study into Garnet's like maternal side and how she sees Steven. Because it's so many things, like um, you know, Steven's trying to like act all like adult and tough and cool and mature, and Garnet's like, "Your middle name is Cutie Pie," and she's not like mocking him or anything. It's kind of like I feel like it's just kind of this gentle little nudge, like. Don't try to be something you're not. Yeah. Uh, and then, um, you know, we also just have all this stuff, like the two of them exercising together and do those calisthenics. It's so, like, weird and random and goofy, but it's also, like, I feel like that kind of gives us this window into Steven's life. It's, like, a side we don't see a lot, is yeah. that Steven has a lot of downtime, and the gems have a lot of downtime, and they do stuff together, as a family, you know, even yeah. when it's not necessarily plot relevant, and I'd love to see more yeah. of that. Yeah, and not as a family, but as individuals. Like, he has days yeah. where he hangs out with Amethyst, days where he hangs out with just Garnet, days where he hangs out with Pearl. Yeah, and like, and we um, don't see a lot of just Garnet. We see more Pearl than anybody else, but we this is a, yeah. fi- a final view, finally, into what Garnet and him are like. And then just, you know, we see Garnet have some vulnerability and tenderness and worries, and it's like, she does need Steven to grow up a bit because she can't, like, bear the full burden of always having to protect him and be there for him. Yeah. And, like, she's kind of hoping, you know, that she can guide Steven into being, like, more mature or whatever. And so, like, plus, in addition, she thinks, you know, it'll be really good for their relationship if she can see Steven. That, that's, like, one of the big things I go back to, you know, I've talked before about, like, the fundamental differences in the way that gems handle Steven and like Amethyst acts like a buddy. Pearl is like trying to shape Steven into this very specific thing. And I've talked about how Garnet is trying to guide Steven into shaping himself into the best Steven he can be. And I think the really big thing is that 
Garnet would like to get to the point where she sees Stephen as a peer, and she thinks that if the two of them are on equal footing, they'll become even closer. Yeah, and that's the tragic thing in this episode that she does. It's kind of undercut a little bit, but that, that, it, that it, she, it is it's undercut a little, but at the same time, it, it it's feels nice very real. It shows, yeah. you know, like, so I think Steven does grow up a bit in this, and you know, there's, a, you know, he's not like super lying on Garnet, but at the same time, it's like Garnet was maybe trying to wean him off of her protection. The yeah. thing is, you know, it's not fully needed. It's okay for Garnet to be protective, like at the very end, like yeah. she Gar- smacks away the light. Yeah, and Garnet, yeah. and Garnet's regret is is not you know overdone they don't do a ton of t- they don't spend a ton of time on it but it's well done and it's, yeah, it's not like super long it's and succinct and it's well done so yeah anything else are we, are we good i've said Garnet's yeah. best gem. yeah Garnet is best gem. all right next yeah. time on ringo zone uh, i'll tell the story of the time i tried to kill myself yeah uh, i got four of those anyways <laughs> Happy times, Ringo Zone. Trust me, next time it'll be fun. We'll Death probably forget that. Yeah, it is. That's, you gotta laugh at the worst things in life. Thank you for listening. Um, if you're on Tumblr, reblog us, please. That really helps. If you're on SoundCloud, share or whatever us, please. If you're on Reddit and you appreciate us, and there's a way to show that, please do that. I'm not breaking any rules, <laughs> and um, it's, in general, you're a human being. Just fucking share us with your friends. Uh, just, like, get the link tattooed on your back and then just be the bottom next time you have sex. You know, yeah. help us out. Yeah, get us, get us a, uh, uh, what's it called? The lower back tattoo. The, the, the tramp tramp stamp. stamp. Get us a tramp stamp of our URL, theringozone.com. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Love you. You're going to die one yeah. day.